A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hello, I'm Andy Zaltzman and this is another episode of Top Stories in which we bring you the top story from a previous episode of The Bugle. This week we've gone back to May 2008 and issue 30 of this esteemed audio newspaper for a visual world. John Oliver and I went even further back in time than that to imagine the embryo that went on to become me as abortion was, not for the first time and not for the last time, subject to political argument on both sides of the Atlantic. Top story this week and abortion. The abortion issue, Andy, it's the electoral piñata. Both sides smash it to pieces in a frenzy to get to the sweet, sweet votes within. In Britain, the upper time limit for abortions will remain at 24 weeks. That's the big news. There have been an attempt to cut it down to anything from 12 to 22 weeks, so... They were willing to be haggled. They had a 10-week negotiation zone. As long as it was a fortnight less, Andy, it's that final fortnight which hurts them for some inexplicable reason. In America, there are groups that want abortion stamped out altogether and like to argue this extremely delicate point by petrol-bombing the houses of doctors who perform abortions. But in Britain, we simply like to lobby to have a fortnight knocked off the top. The Second World War really knocked the fight out of us, Andy. <laughs> Well, I think it's great news, uh, John, that uh, the 24-week limit isn't coming down because it's going to help us maintain our cherished and hard-won place near the very top of the European Abortion League. Because uh, we are really great at getting pregnant without really meaning to. Well, you know, those who want the time limit reduced clearly want women to think the decision through a bit less. Now, they're against a woman's right to choose or think or think about choosing or vote. I mean, they're probably against that as well. And they'll get to that issue as soon as they're done with this abortion kerfuffle. And, and that is the first time those two words have ever been near each other. Well, embryos and fetuses, we've all been one, or both. So I guess we all hold a bit of a candle for those simple days when all we had to think about was splitting the odd cell here and there, or later on in the process, pretending our umbilical cord was a guitar and axing out some fat chops on it. 
in the privacy of our own womb. <laughs> I'd love to have seen your first scan, Andy. Head thrown back, <laughs> eyes closed. <laughs> Doing a version of The Wind Cries Mary. Well, Johnny, it was the 70s, you know, guitars ruled. <laughs> any cut in time would have contravened any medical or scientific evidence. But who cares about either of those, Andy? I don't make decisions based on them. All my decisions are based on moral grandstanding. In any medical emergency, I ignore doctors and listen to the person who is shouting the loudest. If that person is shouting through a megaphone, then so much the better. But it's not just abortion that uh, the British Parliament, the original and still the best, has spent most of the last week uh, voting about. They've also voted overwhelmingly uh, in favour of human-animal hybrid embryo research in an effort to help find cures for diseases such as Alzheimer's, whilst also attempting to boost the ailing British film industry by spawning a host of low-budget horror movies featuring half-human, half-goose super-creatures escaping from, from a poorly secured laboratory and flapping rampantly through British high streets, eating breadcrumbs and honking at children. Now, I don't know a lot about this kind of science, John, but much of the opposition to it seems to be based on the assumption that we don't want our children to have to go to school with a kid who's got the head of a rhinoceros. And it's also based on the as-yet unproven theory that God wants old people to be able to enjoy the most miserable and hopeless possible ride into the inescapable chasm of oblivion. If the almighty Lord hadn't wanted us to die slowly of Alzheimer's, he would have sent us a cure by now already. In fact, Conservative MP Edward Lee said uh, that this was ethically wrong and almost certainly medically useless. So strong words there from Professor Lee. Oh, I'm sorry, he isn't a professor. Uh, uh, Dr Lee, then. Oh, so, well, he's not a doctor either. Uh, Minister Lee, then. He, he's not even a minister. Oh, strong words from ex-minister Edward Lee there. A fully qualified Edward. <laughs> That's right, Edward Lee, Tory MP, who has recently voted the British politician most easy to fit into a rap lyric, said that in modern Britain, the most dangerous place to be is in your mother's womb especially if you've already been born. But that does sound a bit like a promotional tagline for an action thriller starring Samuel L. Jackson as an amniotic sack. <laughs> that's true, that's all that needs is that voiceover. The most dangerous place in Britain was his mother's womb. Cut to Samuel L. Jackson in a womb with a machine gun shooting his way out. And also, the most dangerous place in modern Britain. He's clearly never been to Swansea. Boom! <laughs> Boom, Andy! Take that, Swansea! Boom! <laughs> John, that is merely based on the reaction to that gig we did there a few years ago. <laughs> That's not a good gig. Well, actually, the gig was strong. I'll stand by the gig. The reaction was harsh. One newspaper in Britain described the scene of anti-abortion protests being alongside pro-abortion protests. Pro-abortion? I don't think that's the phrase that people like to use, Andy. I, th I think they prefer pro-choice. These people aren't for as many abortions as possible. Abortions for everybody! Don't knock it till you've tried it. They don't look at every happy new mother as a missed opportunity. There, there, there were extremely emotive speeches in the House of Commons because, Andy, that's what this issue needs. Even more heightened emotions. And also, there is nothing quite like hearing white old men pontificating about the rights of abortions. And Mark Pritchard, another Conservative MP, argued, I believe that terminating a child that's been woven and knitted in the womb should be a, a choice of last resort, not the latest manifestation of Britain's throwaway society. I totally agree with him, Andy, but he brings up a far more important point. How are knitted children getting into the womb? These poor woollen bastards don't have a hope in life. Who is getting into women's wombs in the night and knitting woollen children? It's Al-Qaeda, isn't it? I know it. Uh, Parliament, uh, in its uh, 
one week long festival of voting on embryos also voted to scrap laws which force fertility clinics to consider the need for a father and mother before allowing women to seek IVF treatment. Uh, so opponents are suggesting that this is really another step towards the inevitable banning of the family. Um, and basically, it does seem that no one will be allowed to have babies apart from homosexual couples within about three years, according to what I've read in some newspapers. Of course, not everyone would agree with the need for a father figure in a family relationship. Marvin Gaye, for example, with hindsight, might have decided that he could have done without. Or maybe Greek gods and bugle favourite Zeus, whose daddy Kronos tried to eat him. Now, I'm sure Zeus would have loved to have been brought up by two caring lesbians instead. It might have made him a bit more even-tempered and less likely to chuck his thunderbolts around like an angry child refusing to eat its Brussels sprouts. Well, in other uh, landmark legal rulings, this time across the massive polluted pond, uh, the California Supreme Court just ruled 4-3 to three against the ban on same-sex marriage, calling it unconstitutional. Now, this progressive, clearly moral ruling has thrown a hand grenade into the presidential race and will keep on throwing them until November. Uh, Fox chose to report this by having borderline gay porn running as B-roll over what the reporter outside the courthouse was saying. Their take seems to be that this ruling essentially claims that all the founding fathers were gay. Justice Marvin R. Baxter was concerned that this ruling paved the way for arguments that polygamy and incest laws were no longer constitutionally justified. But that is not the same thing. Does he really believe that homosexuality is a gateway drug to incest? Because if he does, his head must be a terrifying place to live in. It must be one long horror movie. I'd love to spend two and a half hours in there with some popcorn. But politicians uh, over here have been accused of playing God. In other words, not being believed in by the majority of the population anymore, not having done anything really worthwhile for ages, and employing members of their own family in important roles. Now, I'm not saying Jesus wasn't the best man for the job, John. I'm just saying that it would have been nice if the recruitment and appointment process had been a bit more transparent. That was another top story. Thank you for listening. Now do pop over to The Mothership and listen to the latest episode of The Bugle. It's like this show, but longer and from now. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. <laughs>